Let's go. Hello, and welcome to Sustain Open Source Design. Is it Sustain Our Design? No, it's Sustain Open Source Design. Yes, yes. Sustain Open Source Design. SOS. <laughs> what are you <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sustaining Open Source Design, a podcast that's at the confluence of design and open source. Very excited to have our guest on today. I say our guest. Unfortunately, I am the only host as of right now. If you see any other hosts in the wild, do let them know. They should come on more shows. That would be great. I'm Richard Litauer calling today from Vermont and calling all the way across the country to Long Beach, where Seth Hillbrand is joining me. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for coming on. This is going to be fun. So you're the founder and design lead, I assume, at KeyCAD. You had a better title than that. I've forgotten what it was. What did you say you do <laughs> well, there? Yeah. I'll quickly correct that. So KeyCAD is a large open source project. I am not the founder, nor am I the lead itself. I am one of a small team of folks. And the project was originally founded by JP Sharas. And currently our project lead is Wayne Stambaugh. I am one of the lead designers. So inside of our larger team, we have a smaller team that builds and guides the project as it goes forward. So I'm one of those folks. We also Excellent. have a corporation that is associated with the project. So KeyCAD Services Corporation. I'm the founder of KeyCAD Services Corporation. So I have a leading role in that. And that exists to support the open source project and help it to expand its reach within the corporate world and as well as government and educational institutions who need specific entity to handshake with, to interact with in order to meet their requirements. So that is the corporate arm, I guess, of our open source project. Awesome. Makes a lot of sense. Clearly, I need to look up a bit more. Thanks. Tell me about what KiCad actually does. KeyCAD is one of the leading electronic design and automation tools. So what hmm. we do is we help people to build circuit boards. In order cool. to create a circuit board, you have to have a design. And this design is the product of person's imagination. And we build the tools that help people take their ideas and create physical products from them. What sort of physical products are people making with these? They are making really, really amazing things. I have to say our designers are some of the most creative and interesting folks you'll ever meet. And what they do with KeyCAD is, I think, what really any open source project ultimately wants their idea to be is, is they want to create something that allows people to do things they can't imagine, to do things that are outside of the realm of what they themselves can do. So our designers, our engineers, the people who use KeyCAD 
are building everything from garage door openers to sonar to fish finders to any of the things that power our lives all around us. So key fobs and cell phones and laptops, all of these things are obviously computers. But things that are not obviously computers are, you know, your stove or your tea kettle. These have little circuit boards in them, and those circuit boards all have to be designed by somebody, and they use software to design that, and KeyCAD meets that need. That is KeyCAD's market. That's really cool. So I moonlight as a nocturnal flight call aficionado, so I record birds flying over my house using a specialized microphone that is able to amplify correctly and figure out the types of flight calls birds make as they migrate across. And that specialized microphone has a small little circuit board in it. That's the kind of thing that someone would have designed on KeyCAD. Yeah, absolutely correct. And that right there, I mean, that's amazing. I love that detail of what someone's passion is and that is facilitated really by something completely unrelated. And any of the individual people in that chain don't have the foggiest idea about migratory bird calls. This is Including not me. within. <laughs> I mean, this is oh, not yeah. within my realm of expertise. It's not going to be within the realm of expertise of DigiKey, who like does the yep. part supply, or Microchip, who built little integrated circuit that fits on there, or any of your board houses. You take all of this and you put it together, and you've built something that is really beautiful that can expand people's worlds around them. It's a fantastic little part of a larger ecosystem to be in. When you talk about a larger ecosystem, and you mentioned KeyCAD is a lot of designers and makers. How many people are using KeyCAD? How many developers are using it? How many real-world implementations? We're talking, you know, millions and millions of chips or 10? I'll start from the smaller. We have eight lead designers. We have a team of about 10 librarians who they manage the library aspect. So each designing a board requires you to know something about the chips you're going to put on there. And that knowledge needs to be collated and organized. And we have a very dedicated librarian team that collates and organizes that knowledge for the rest of the world. And that's about 10 people. And then our contributors for version seven, we had 140 unique contributors for version seven, plus another hundred or so translators who translate the project into local languages. So all of that total, it's a few hundred people kind of working all together to make the project. And once the project is released, we average between 10 and 15,000 downloads per week. And when we release a new version, that number goes up substantially. Our best estimate, our lowball estimate right now for total worldwide users is between 250 and 350,000. Amazing. Okay, cool. So many people, really awesome open source projects, very vibrant. You talk about 200 contributors, 100 contributors of developers, 100 contributor translators, and assumedly a lot of these people are volunteers. Tell me about the funding. How does funding work for the open source project itself? So ECAD started in a place that I think a lot of open source projects were at, where 
we did not have funding at all. It was sporadic. Every now and again, we'd get a thousand dollar donation from someone who really liked it from a, usually a company that was using KiCad and was like, this is great. I want to support this. And eventually we decided that we needed a more sustainable and predictable funding source in order to grow the project. And we didn't really know what that looked like. CCAD is GPL. It's been around for 30 years. And so there's really zero chance that open core and closed extension is going to work with that. That's just not part of our model. And it didn't fit really ethically with where we wanted to go as a project. We wanted people to have access to the best things in order to build their best projects. And closing off the best features and charging for the best features was a non-starter. So we wrote that one off at the beginning. We said, okay, well, you know, selling services makes sense. So we started this KeyCAD Services Corporation. We started to try to sell services and feature implementations. And that covers a little bit. That covers myself and one other developer, the project lead, Wayne Stambaugh. He and I are both funded through KeyCAD Services Corporation. But the bulk of our funding has come through donations, but not in the way that people usually do donations. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So whenever you read any of the think pieces or the articles on how to fund your open source project, how to make money on your open source project, everyone says donations don't work. This is a common refrain that you can't build a sustainable open source project on donations. And... I want to emphasize that is bunk. That is not a true statement unless you do the donation design wrong. So the way that we're pitched donations, GitHub, for instance, pitches donations and the GitHub sponsors, which it's a great step. Things like that were kind of at its at their infancy and so it's so it's a good step but it's wrong for most projects and when i say wrong i just mean it's not going to generate the kind of community that you need in order for donations to be a sustainable part of your project so if you are just taking donations from whoever is using your project the people who are using the software are intrinsically part of your community. And if your donation structure doesn't reflect that, then it's not going to be successful. What KeyCAD is doing, has done, and is continuing, we're always iterating on this, we're continuing to iterate on this, is to build the donations as the first step in bringing people together as part of community that attempts to build the best EDA software available anywhere. And that is 
more than anything, the magic glue that helps us to do really awesome things as a project. And so the donations support more than half of our total expenditures. We're just finishing up our yearly funding drive right now. And it's brought in $100,000, but more importantly, it's brought in 4,000 new people to the project and to our larger community. And not all of them are going to want to engage on the forum or talk to us on the issue tracker, or not all of them want more connection with KeyCAD. Some of them just want like a good program that's going to, but some of them do. And that incremental growth in a larger community is what makes us strong, is what makes ECAD strong and makes it so that we can plan for future development and know that we are going to be able to fund that, that we're going to be able to pay people to spend their time building better and better things that we all get to use and all get to benefit from. So I'm looking at KeyCAD.org now. I'm seeing a banner at the top. KeyCAD 2022 fund drive is here. You've raised 90 out of 100,000. And I'm getting kind of flashbacks to Jimmy Walesian banners. You know, <laughs> donate five. You know, Wikipedia is going down quick. I won't send this again. And so when you talk about you have to treat the donation as a way of getting new users, you have to have them come in with you. What do you mean by that? Because what I'm seeing here is a donate button and here's a call to action. How are you designing this to make them feel different or to stick around? What what do you mean? So the basic idea is that the donate needs to exist. So on the front page, we obviously have that banner up there because we tested and we said, do more people come into the project when we put the banner up there during our fund drive or not? And the answer was more people came into the project. Did they donate or did they come into the project and interact in some way on the forum or something? We don't separate these two things. So the forum interactions are growing. Our donor amounts are growing. And when we do this, I talked about this a little bit in my FOSDEM talk was that any change that you make needs some A-B testing. You need to give it a week or two of put up this page and put up this page and give them to about half. Half people go to this page, half people go to that one. And so half the people see the banner at the top, half the people don't see the banner at the top. And does that click for more people to come in and donate? And does that click for more people to make the next step, come into the forum or find the larger community. And our metric said that, yes, the banner at the top, as long as it's not always at the top, right? As long as we have this fixed window of time, once a year, people know we run a fund drive because it corresponds with our next version release. And we want to jumpstart our features for the next version. And that resonates with people who like the software, people want to use the software. They want to be part of building the next version of KeyCAD. And here is a direct way that you can do that. And for a lot of people, a lot of people don't have the time to 
mega forum bug count. A lot of people don't have time to file a bug report, don't have, but they still want to be a part of your community. They still want to be a part of the project that is building this thing that benefits them and giving them an easy way to donate money is one way of allowing them an in there, an in into your community that then they feel some ownership around, which is what you want. You want this larger ownership. You want everyone around you to feel like this is their project because really it is. I mean, that's the beauty of open source. It's not ours. It's all of ours. It's not the lead development team on KiCad who owns KiCad. We all do because if we didn't have the community around us, then anyone could fork us on GitHub and that would then be this other KiCad. We'd have this fragmentation of the effort that is to everyone's detriment. And so the power of open source isn't in the code. The power of the open source is in the community that we build around it. So we put that banner up. We found we're bringing more people in and we're getting more engagement, getting more issue reports. We're getting more donations. So we do that once a year. You're asking, how is that any different from standard? Yeah. <laughs> like what you see? And that part absolutely isn't like there's nothing special about a banner. Everyone knows how to do a banner. That's just up there to catch people who are skimming through and maybe didn't know that there was this way that you could support the project. The other things that we do is we say, where do people go? Why are people at our website? And we're trying to design it so that we give people an opportunity in the course of what they're doing at the website to deepen their connection with the project. And so we said, well, people come to our website to download the project and people come to our website to learn more about how their product fits with KiCad. So we have these two kind of groups within our larger community. The one group is the designers and the engineers who use KiCad to build their boards to build their projects. And this other group is going to be all of the other industries that surround us, that benefit from KiCad's existence, and that want to have a greater say in how the community develops because it is part of their success for KiCad to be successful. And so we have these two groups. And so we build out ways where these individual groups can create this connection for the people who are just looking to download KiCad and run KiCad. That's fantastic. While you're downloading KiCad, instead of just looking at the click here to download button, we said, that's silly. So we should look at ways to get them connected more with the community. We should look at ways to offer them donation options. We should look at ways to connect them with the forum, to connect them with our Discord channel, with any of the different parts of the project that we build our community around. So then we did that. 
You've downloaded KiCad. Where do you go next in this connection to the larger community? So one of the questions I have is, where do you transparently say what you do with your funds? I saw the 2021 flyer, which has yeah. had some nice logos and said, you know, your money goes to CICD. It goes to testing, mm-hmm. goes to implementation. Right. What's the governance structure that you have set up there for allocating the use of that, say, $100,000 drive? How do you design it so that donations don't just mean people see their money go off into the ether of KeyCAD, but can instead see directly how their funds are being used? We are not immune to this idea of radical transparency. And I know places like Open Collective and the Linux Community Bridge and different places like this do a lot of structuring of what that funding goes toward. And that's well and good. If you're donating $45 to the KiCad project, you want to see the next version. Honestly, the number of people who care about the bookkeeping, the reporting structure there, more than they care about the features that we develop is small. I'm not saying that they're not vocal, but they are small. And I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit contrarian here and say that the extra reporting that we would do there to do a radical transparency in that way would decrease the amount of contributions that we get. Now, let me support that statement because I know that's not... It's not my normal. I don't don't hear that all the time. No, which is what I want to know. And just full disclosure, I work for Open Collective. So that's where I come from. So I'm curious. So here's where I'm at with that. The hardest thing that we have to do in KiCad is pay people to do work. This is difficult. And the reason it's difficult is that the majority of people who are working in open source right now are working in open source as a hobby. It's fun. And that's great because that's what we want. But paperwork is not fun. And so to add a layer of additional reporting there is a layer that we either need a dedicated person to handle or we suffer the consequences of not getting as many contributions from people. And we do this. We have three in KiCad. We have three basic ways of paying people. We have work projects that can go through funding that people donate through through CERN. And that's one donation pathway. If you click on the different donation options, there's one one there that goes through CERN. And to get payments for work that you do through that, you have to write up a document that says what the work is, the technical specifications of it, how much it is, and then you have to meet their formatting guidelines on all of these different things for their documents to be accepted. You send them in, and then you actually have to set up a payment profile with CERN that has all of this information. You wait, you get the feedback, then eventually you do the coding and you submit the code and then go back onto the payment 
website and say that you submitted the code and here's the commit. And then a month or something later, like some Swiss francs show up in your bank account. And this is not a big ask. Like it's not huge, but it's just enough so that people don't do it. The thing that we struggle there is getting people to do that extra step, especially for things that are, you know, $500, $2,000 job. If it's a $10,000 job and, you know, there's a substantial chunk and we have a few people work as contractors, they're independent contractors who they have their consulting business and they also do some work with KeyCAD. And so they'll do a big chunk of work that is hugely beneficial. A big chunk of work is a lot easier to kind of push through that. But then you also have the issue where there are funding limits. So once you get to a certain dollar amount or a certain Swiss franc amount, then you can't do it through CERN because it's a different procurement process. So you have all these hurdles. And then the Linux Foundation is a little bit easier, but still the same sort of thing where you have to set up your accounts on Expensify and set up your accounts on CrowdSource and then link them together and write up the document and organize your time. And a lot of contributors don't like to do that. And so they just don't submit. They'll do work, but they just won't submit to get paid for it. And we want to pay people. We want to give people their funds to do work because when you set up that relationship, that deepens over time. People start to structure their time and structure their lives over a long period of time to build that relationship if it's important to them. And so that's what we want to do. We want to set up and build that relationship. So the third way that we have of funding people is we pay them from KeyCAD services. So we say, this is important. Would you like to work on this? And they say, yes, I want to work on this. This will take me 20 hours. This will take me 60 hours to do. We say, awesome, please do that. That'd be great. And then it gets done and we PayPal the money and we handle the paperwork. And this is more useful. This is a an engagement model that we can use much more flexibly. We can bring in all sorts of people to contribute in this way that we just can't if we require them to set up an account at CERN require them to download an Expensify app and do these extra steps. So for the KeyCAD project, we have these different ways of distributing funds. And we have found that when we lower the barrier to paying people, we can pay more people. And ultimately, we haven't solved this 100%, but ultimately what we want is we want to give people more money to build more features for KeyCAD. And for the people who donated, for the donors to the project, what they get to see is they get to see the end result. And so what the KeyCAD project did this year for that is we changed our release model. We had been going on a, we're going to build these features in. And once we're done building these features, we're going to release our next version. And it'll be done when it's ready. And we did this 
for a number of years and we switched this year to a yearly release model. Yeah. We said yeah. all of the features that are in by this date are what's going in the next release. And then we're going to do bug fixes. We're going to make sure everything's clean and polished and we're going to release a clean, polished product on this date. And it worked amazing. <laughs> it worked great. And that way, the people who donated in 2022 got to see a new version at the end of the year that is the result, the direct result of their donations. And that is the feedback. Like if we stayed on the periodic release model, we had done a fund drive with CERN in, I want to say 2018, and it was financially successful, but it was not successful for the community because even though the community could see, oh, well, 60% of the funds are being spent on development, that's fantastic. But where's KeyCAD version six? Where is the result of what we're funding? So that part of it, that part of identifying the reason people are donating and making sure that they have reasonable feedback based on that, I think is much more important than the arbitrary checkbox of saying this amount was spent on bug fixes, this amount was spent on documentation, this amount was spent on coding. At the end of the day, that's all self-reported. It's not accurate data. It's just data. It's whatever button you checked on Expensify when you submitted the billing, which is not, I think, what the vast majority of our donors want. Cool. No, that's interesting. I'm not going to try and tell you that you should also use transparent finance platforms, or you can use them in <laughs> parallel because I'm just not sure it's necessary. You could, so but you know, I, yeah. I have to say, you know, I love Open Collective. I think that model has a lot of potential. Yeah. I think that there is work there to be done, particularly, I mean, I'll say our biggest issue with Open Collective is not that it requires the extra paperwork. We can put someone on to deal with that and shepherd that. Our biggest issue is that it's slow, Mm. to be honest, that we can't have our donation page go to donate. (laughs) And we have to redirect the person to one page after another. We found through A-B testing again that the number of people who just leave that process, so who click on the donate button and then don't finalize, was about four times higher when our primary donation platform was through the Linux Foundation's crowdfunding, which is Very similar, I think, to the open collective model because it required all these extra extra steps. Yeah. So just easier, make it easier for people. And that's critical. Getting people to interact in small, manageable chunks gets more people. I love that. And I think it's actually a good place to stop because it's kind of what you've been saying the whole podcast, but it's good, you know, not in a bad way. It's like, hey. Just make it easy for people, make it easy for people. Everything flows from that afterwards. And we make it easier for people to do awesome stuff with electronics. So that is the best. Seth, it's been a real pleasure. 
This isn't the end yet. We have one more final section called Spotlight, where we highlight projects, people, or dependencies that we feel just need some love and that have helped us out in our careers. All right. I want to highlight the Audio Moth, which is a really useful external audio tool you can put on a tree or something and it'll record whatever's going on in the environment around you. Super cool, made on a similar product in the UK. They also have open designs, probably using KiCad. Do check it out. Audio Moths are amazing. Seth, what do I'm you got? Note that. I have WX widgets and this project is going to be familiar to a bunch of people, but I really like the idea of highlighting our libraries because it's easy for me to put out a donation page, build up your donations from the base of, of people who use your product. But the libraries are what make it all possible. And WX Widgets makes so many projects that you love possible. And that is an awesome thing. We've all seen that XKCD comic of the one guy in Nebraska who's been selflessly maintaining the thing that supports all of the modern internet. And WX Widgets really is very similar. They have a few people maintaining this, but Vadim is an absolutely stellar maintainer and he makes amazing things possible for a lot of projects. Cool. Love that. Thank you so much. Link will be in the show notes, everyone. And do check out the show notes. You can go to sosdpodcast.thesaintoss.org to see this episode and others and drop links there. You could also probably find us on Twitter and Mastodon and all of the cool places. Look for the Saint OSS. The design ones also go into that category as well. If you want to talk more about this episode or others, go to discourse.thesaintoss.org. Well, we'll be having a thread up for this conversation later if you have any thoughts on it. And of course, join our monthly design working groups where we talk about sustaining open source design and like this podcast wherever podcasts are sold and wherever you bought it. Oh, wait, you didn't buy it. So maybe just do that for us as a sign of love. That would be great. Seth, this was really fun. Thank you so much. Where can people follow you online? So people can follow the KiCad project online at KiCad underscore PCB and at KiCad at Fostodon for those tutors out there. We are the KiCad project. So anywhere you Google search or Bing search your KiCad, KiCad, you will find a number of things that we are involved in. And we like to put out periodic updates on how you can use KiCad better. Awesome. Thank you so much. Do check those things out. Once again, thank you so much, Seth. Good luck with everything. Hope you continue to get awesome donations and take care. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate it.